Support for Under the Radar comes from Wellwithall. Wellwithall believes that self-care is community care. Premium products crafted for your daily wellness, from sleep support to heart health to your daily regimen. 20% of Wellwithall's profits are committed to leading the fight for health equity. They won't stop until it is truly Wellwithall. Under the Radar to me means authenticity, not being filtered. It's a window in on the local stories that touch our lives. And there's a huge void in the traditional media covering this new faces of Boston. You may not be looking for a particular story, but when you hear about it, you're engaged. Under the radar means ahead of the curve. It's also perspectives. How does this particular story affect a community or a neighborhood? I'm Callie Crossley. This week on Under the Radar with Callie Crossley, it's our annual spinning of holiday tunes with our own Mike Wilkins, radio engineer for the program The World. Happy Christmas and a funky new year, I swear. We got ourselves a party here. Girls on the floor, no side posse at the door. Should I stop? Nah, cool. Here's more. Of this song, a funky Christmas melody. Because Jordan K feels all so Christmassy. Throw your hands in the air. Now pause. Kick the ballistic Santa Claus. 80s fans may recognize this tune from the 1989 double platinum album by New Kids on the Block. That was 30 years ago, the same year Mike Wilkins found his calling as a collector of unusual holiday music. That tune was not on this year's mix, but each year this intrepid collector shares his new finds of old songs that are quirky, weird, and just a little bit extra. These are not the traditional carols from the Mormon tab. Tabernacle Choir, or even new traditional favorites like Mariah Carey's This Christmas. Nope, for his 30th annual collection of songs you've never heard of, Mike has once again rescued vinyl one-hit wonders from the forgotten bins of overlooked B-sides and resurrected a few newish tunes that might become classics. This is Mike's Seasonal Silliness, a Yuletopia recording. Welcome back, Mike Wilkins. <laughs> oh, it's great to be here. Thank you. <laughs> I feel pretty important. <laughs> and you are, Mike, because you're, you're pretty important. 30 years. Let's talk about that for just a yeah, second. Yeah, I wish I'd thought about going back to 30 years. I, the new kids on the block. Man, I should have played. I should have added that. <laughs> well, I didn't even know that existed, but I thought, what would represent something that Mike would like that he hasn't chosen? So that, You're <laughs> right. That would have fit the bill perfectly. But yeah, 30 years of putting together... Uh, Started as a little gift for friends. Those are who are regular listeners to your show know the the story quite well, and uh, it just blossomed into something that I do every year now, and it's probably uh, the best kind of addiction going. It's it's fun and it's happy and it doesn't hurt anybody and hopefully brings smiles to faces. It does. Now, can you go back thirty years and remember one or two of the very first ones you put on your first collection? <laughs> Yeah, that's what uh, I, I thought I'd trick you with that one. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's a couple, and I wish I'd brought the list in front of me. There was one called uh, Woodoff, the Electrified <laughs> Petrified Reindeer, which was about, you know, the uh, birch tree Rudolphs that people put with a right. red bulb yes, on it yes, and they yes. put out in their front. And it was uh, Bill and Shaky, I think, did that. And that was one of the outstanding ones from that first year and a couple of uh, other uh, boy, nope. Yeah, I'm, I'm stuck <laughs> well, at this point. Well, that's good that you could come up with that one. <laughs> Maybe Sherwin Linton's uh, Santa Got a DWI might have been that first year, too. Okay, all right. And I know you said this is for all everybody knows now because we've been doing this for a few years, but some people may, not, may not know the story. So that first year, 30 years ago, you were a poor <laughs> radio engineer. <laughs> not much different than today. <laughs> 
and decided. Well, I was surrounded. I was playing uh, Christmas music and uh, on the radio, and I was surrounded by stuff that wasn't going to make the cut. It just wasn't appropriate. It wasn't a commercial. It wasn't commercially viable. And I thought, well, I really hadn't come up with any gifts for friends, and I was my friends and family are a little bit off center, and I thought they would appreciate maybe some of the stuff that didn't make it to air. And so that was kind of the impetus of how I started with that first year was a cassette. And it, uh, it was a 90-minute cassette, I believe. It could have been a 60, but then I went to 90s from then on. Two, year 2000 was the first CD version. Mm. 2001, I promptly went back to a cassette, at which point my friend said, why would you do that? And I said, because I have a cassette player in my car. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, in 2002, it's been CDs ever since. <laughs> we are with Mike Wilkins. He's an engineer for the WGBH program, The World. And he's our special guest once a year with his special collection. Now, you've named it Seasonal Silliness. That's just to well, let us know what we're really doing here. <laughs> I agree. I, that's, I thought it was very apt this year, but I always try to go for some kind of alliteration or rhyming scheme. So I've had compilations called uh, North Pole Casserole, uh, Fool's You. Uh, Christmas cacophony, um, candy cane cantatas. So it's really tough after 30 years to come up with something that has either a rhyme or alliteration to it. So a seasonal silliness that works. hit and it was like, I'm not looking anymore. That's it. All right. Well, we're going to get started. I want to start with uh, number one on your collection called Santa One More Time. This is by <laughs> Capitol Records Human Resources staff, which is uh, an interesting group to <laughs> Needless to say, um, you're going to tell us why they're interesting after we hear a bit of it. But yeah. this is Santa one more time. Oh, Santa, Santa, you know you're supposed to go to Capitol tonight. Show me how you light the tower tree. Tell me, Santa, cause we hate the snow now. Okay, uh, you know, keen-eared listeners will recognize that as a ripoff of Britney Spears' Hit Me One More Time. Yeah, this Baby is... Hit Me One More Time, to be specific. <laughs> I uh, came across in my search, uh, You never, like you said, nothing is, uh, no stone is unturned when you're looking for oddities. And at first I, I saw this CD and I thought, oh, this looks like another compilation someone else like me, another weirdo, has put together. And then I saw the Capitol logo all over the thing and I thought, this is really cool. I better get this. Brought it home, listened to it, and as it turns out, that was the women from the Capitol Records Human Resources Department <laughs> singing that from 1999. The uh, Capitol Records let their staff members uh, go into the vaults and basically say, pick any song you want. Our session musicians will help you out and we'll, we'll make a little compilation. This was volume four. Wow. It was never intended for public uh, dissemination. <laughs> Surprise! Um, and so that's there's another one on there too that maybe we'll get to later in the show. But that was from the Human Resources Department of Capitol Records. And now, who knew they could sing? A because they sound good, but right? I didn't know it was a prerequisite to to work, <laughs> work there. At Capitol but, Records, you got to yeah. sing. There's, uh, I must confess, there's uh, there's uh, 16 tracks on this, and there's really only three where people can <laughs> oh, okay. sing. So let's, yeah. But the musicians are tight; they're great. <laughs> so the HR staff people could perhaps tell 
tell you about your vacation, but not all of them could sing. That's right. <laughs> I think that's just hilarious. And the fact that they did a Britney Spears was was really even more. Here's something a little bit offbeat, and this is why I love uh, your collection, the Working Elf Blues. This is sounds to me a little country when we're going to let people hear it, by Darren Norwood. So let's mm. take a listen. I work for a fat man in a long white beard. He's got rosy red cheeks and he dresses weird. I hammer all day in this little workshop making dolls and trains until I drop. I wear a pony hat curly toe shoes. I got a bad case of the working elf blues. I'm Santa's little helper. My name is Eugene. I'm just a little cop in this Christmas machine. Well, you never think about the working elves having the blues. They were supposed to be relentlessly upbeat. But uh, here, Darren Norwood has a different take. And they're looking to unionize, I mean, after this, perhaps. But, uh, yeah, that was from 1994, believe it or not. That's a split single. Darren is on one side and Carlene Carter is uh, on the other. And what I found really, I loved the driving beat. I loved the blues, the rockin' blues Mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The guys from Lubbock, Texas, and uh, he's had a, a couple of singles and a couple of albums. Oh. I don't know much more about him, but I really dig this. And he, side note, he calls himself Eugene, the oh. elf. And Eugene actually shows up in quite a few songs and stories as the name of elves, uh, really? of an elf. So really? I don't know, yeah, where that came from, but it's really kind of... And I should uh, let the listeners know you actually have the... Well, it's not even a 45. It's bigger than a 45. No, is that, that is a 45. It's huge. So <laughs> as it turns out, everything that's on the compilation, I have a physical copies of. Mm. I've never gone... I might use the internet for searching, and that's a valuable tool, but I've never pulled an MP3 off. Everything that I've put on compilations these 30 years are all physical hard copies that I have. Okay. Well, you do own and You do every genre. Um, and so, you know, the fact that you have country is just a usual part of the deal. I want to play another country song in just a second. But, you know, do you deliberately or is just how you're feeling in the moment? Are you looking for different genres or it just falls into place? I think there are times where I want to make sure that I in- include the religious with the secular, that mm-hmm. I want to make sure that for those who maybe are not real Christmas fans or maybe are not of, of the Christian persuasion. There's something in there to keep them involved, but also there's a reason uh, for the season, as they say, and we want to keep that message in there as well. But it's basically what I'm feeling. Yeah, Mm. what feels, what goes next? What is there a continuity? And and throughout the CDs, you'll find that there are certain things that play off each other, or there's a a theme uh, of two or three songs that go together. And sometimes... Yeah, it just works. But I like country music. There's room for that, too. I love it, too. And so much so, we're going to play Hootin' Nanny Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is by Gene and Jerry. Let's take a listen. We're going to have a Hootin' Nanny Christmas. Hot dog, Hootin' Nanny Christmas. Bring along the guitar you can pick, because we're going to sing a song about old St. So that's definitely got a big country beat. And if you go further into the song, he samples from a lot of other traditional fun songs, but uses the country rhythms to yeah, it. It's very absolutely. interesting. And 
again, it's a lot of fun, and it's and it's very period. That is that's actually uh, from 1963 when Hootenanny was still kind of a, a, a term that was used for for that genre of music. We had a lot of folk, especially in the Cambridge area and the Greenwich Village area. We had a lot of that kind of stuff. That was on the Roulette label. Now there's been some people that I don't know much about Gene and Jerry, and mm. some people said, "Oh, it's Gene Chandler and um, oh. Jerry Butler," but it's not. I've seen a picture of the one album Gene and Jerry put together. They're very white and they're very hootenanny. And mm. uh, while Gene Chandler and Jerry Butler were very versatile, I don't think this is them. That's not them. Okay. All right. Well, very interesting. But maybe somebody, one of our listeners may yeah. be able to fill us in on more of that. And, and by the way, you've had some response by listeners over the yes. years where they've come yes. back with information you didn't have. Which is awesome. And <laughs> of course, we can, you know, respond online. We I always enjoy that. Yeah. Okay. This is really a favorite song. And I love the platters. It's a little bit different, I thought, for them because it's a little slower take on it. But this is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. And the platters are just an old rhythm and blues group. They're great. Very good voices. So let's take a listen. God rest you, merry gentlemen. Let nothing you dismay. For Jesus Christ, our Savior, was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Old tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Old tidings of comfort and joy. I love the swing in this. I know. Sounds so good. And the reason I included it here was, again, uh, the message, but also the groove and the sound of their voices. They're mm-hmm. so great. And I had access to a CD copy from the master recording. Wow. And I can't tell you exactly when the year was. I have no idea. And I was trying to do a little research on it. Maybe somebody else can come up with that. But they've redone that song a couple times. But this version of it, I just had in my hands. I had to include. I've never heard this version of it. As I said, it's a sort of different beat for them. They were such gentlemen, you know, the exactly. sort of suit-wearing, sharp. Um, sharp guys with very good voices and harmonically so Smooth. They were Smooth. just great. That's right. yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah. And um, it, this is off of a 2010 compilation from a now defunct label that was representing them. Hmm. So this could have very well been a recent recording and oh, not maybe the original platters. Mm-hmm. That's why I wish I had more information on it. Hmm. But as soon as I heard this, it was like, I dig this. I want to include that. And, you know, that's a note that you're mentioning because some of these old groups have reformed with new members hmm. over the years. And so it is something to find out. Sometimes they have the original members. and Sometimes it's a whole new group using the same name, but it, it just depends. Yeah. Um, the only other R&B, because I consider that R&B uh, song yeah. that I saw on your collection this year, um, was one by Yoli, a group yeah. called Yoli. This is number 11 called Deck the Halls. Okay, who is Yoli? (laughs) I knew this was coming, and I'm really sorry about this. This is the one artist I know 
absolutely nothing about. Wow. I couldn't tell you. Again, this is off of that 2010 CD <laughs> off of a now defunct label that represented these artists. I heard this again and was like, I need to include this. It sounds great. It's fantastic. I dug deep. I actually, even though it's defunct, I went to one of the original owners of the publishing company, and I have yet to hear back. I was like, who is Yoli? Where can I find out more information about her? So you're thinking it's one person, because it sounds like a group to me. It's not. It could be a group. I was thinking it was the actual, the the sync. But see, this is, again, we'll reach out to your listeners who are far more knowledgeable (laughs) about a lot of things than I am. And it could be a group. It could be, I just thought it was a singer. I'm not sure. I found a lot of people crafting with the name Yoli. I just I, I want to know why you would call yourself Yoli, but that's I did find out that there's a Mexican drink called oh. Yoli. Oh, um, okay. But uh, <laughs> what what's involved in it? Tequila? <laughs> no. As soon as I found that, I thought, yeah, it could be. I was like, oh, this isn't the thing I'm looking for, and I moved on. So I'm not sure. But somebody else can fill us in on that. Huh? That's so interesting. I'm so sorry <laughs> to let you down. Yes, enjoy like, the music. Okay, I will. <laughs> All right. Well, some of my uh, I'm always interested to find out what you find that goes way back. And this this next piece sounds like it does. It may not. Little Red Top mm. by Glenn Cross um, has a kind of 50-ish sound to me. Let's take a listen. A little red top on the top of his head. A little white spot on the top of the red. A little red top on the top of his head. A little white spot on the top of the red. Now who in the world can that be? All right, well, who is it's Glenn actually, Cross? It's the Glenn Cross Sextet. This is where I actually reach out to your listeners because I believe that this is a very local group, especially to the Worcester area. Hmm. I don't know much about the Glenn uh, Cross Sextet, but the record comes out of a Heart of the Commonwealth label. And of course, Worcester is known as the Heart of the Commonwealth. Hmm. And the vocal is by Jane Sharon. And what's intriguing me in thinking that it's also out in Worcester is that it was written by Furman Ladd. Hmm. And it says, introducing Larry Ladd. There's a young Hmm. child in there later on in the song. I believe Furman Ladd comes from the Worcester area. So I'm thinking someone out there in our listening audience within your listenership knows something about this song and knows about Furman Ladd. So, Mike Wilkins, have you ever run across the Heart of the Commonwealth label before? I have never seen it. I picked it up just this year, actually, uh, down at a record store here in in Boston. So that must mean there must be probably some other artists part of the label. I'm thinking so. And I searched for a little bit about the label and I couldn't even find that. So, you know, some of this predates the Internet and it's just... The archives aren't there, but somebody in the Brain Housing Group archives knows <laughs> all there is to know about the Heart of the Commonwealth uh, label and maybe Furman Lad. Or they have some in their own basement somewhere. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Share what I'm thinking. That would be awesome. Yes. If you're just tuning in, this is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. I'm Callie Crossley. And this entire hour, we're featuring our annual guest, WGBH engineer Mike Wilkins, and his special mixtape of weird, fun, and unusual holiday tunes, even ones from around the area that we've never heard before, like the Heart of the Commonwealth. Good grief. Who even knew that? I never heard yeah. that before. Yeah. There's a lot of folk 
influence, I think, in some of these old Christmas songs that I've not heard before. And I don't know if that's just the genre that people think goes with the sentiment. I don't know. Mm. But here's one, end of the year. Bells are ringing in the morning, children singing, everyone is joyful now. Can you hear the sound? Everybody come together at the end of the year. Everybody spreading happiness and good cheer. That's Nielsen Hubbard, and yeah. I swear to God, it's very folky to me. Yeah, I agree. It's also off of a 2010 compilation CD. And I, that 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 just sings. That sounds like it's an Apple uh, Mac, Macintosh commercial to me. In, oh, in the In the back of my head, I'm hmm. thinking I could hear that in one of their commercials. But that's a singer-songwriter out of Nashville. So you're very right, kind of on that country, folky, and lopey kind of sound. So do we know much about this Nielsen Hubbard? Uh, I don't, again, and that's, I think, part of the problem with some of these one-offs. Mm-hmm. is, And that's why the nuggets, I, f- I find, are in compilations, uh, CDs, or in 45s. People seem to, like, oh, I can scrape together enough money for a 45, or I can participate in a compilation album, but I don't have enough of my own material or money yes. uh, to make the full album or to do something on my own project or I don't have the representation. So I don't know much about uh, Nielsen again. I wish I could tell you. He does have a Facebook page and he does have some followers, but I haven't seen anything posted in a couple of years, so I have no idea. Now, see, things are different now. So if you were uh, Nielsen Hubbard now, you could do more with your Facebook page or you could just continue to play on YouTube. Look at Billie Eilish. That was her whole career was started on YouTube, 17-year-old very popular artist right now. Which is great. I think that kind of medium allows creatives to be able to not have any capital but actually grow a fan base. Of course, it also allows people who have no talent to well, get out too. there. But it's a great avenue. And one of these days, I'll probably do just a, an MP3 or internet-only music. Oh, uh, we'll miss this. Well, <laughs> oh, no, no. But I mean, uh, I mean, for the compilation, I'll yes, pull from yeah, okay. because there is so much great oh, stuff. Oh, I see. Every just year, go on the internet and just every find Every year yeah. I get okay. people saying, oh, have you heard this YouTube video? Or, oh, hey, have you heard yeah. this um, Bandcamp page or something? And, you know. Oh, that would be interesting, an interesting collection. Yeah, have you know. a very MP3 Christmas or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me try to find another folky one that I, where I think it sounds kind of folky, and that would be This Christmas Day, number 20, by Sunkissed. Tell me Christmas, are we wise To believe in things we never see A pair of fishes in disguise Oh, all these wishes being granted me But now I'll see the answer in To every prayer I pray She's coming home this Christmas day Now before you comment, I noticed on this song that it, and it happens in a couple of them. They completely change in the middle. They do something else. Yeah. So um, I asked Franny, my producer, to pick another part of it so that we could hear, you know, sort of the two halves of it. So let's hear the back end.
like that kind of almost a cappella at the end, and then the whole sort of change in the in the tempo. And I just noticed it happens with a lot of these songs. I don't know if they're trying to capture two different sort of vibes in one song, or because none of these songs are anything I've heard before. So right. they're all original. Yeah, this uh, these are three sisters actually, mm. all probably under the age of twenty five. And I'm not sure where they were going with that musically because you're <laughs> okay. absolutely – and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just I, – I don't know what their motivation was, but you're right to catch it because there's a couple of tracks on this year's CD where they're going in one direction. And all of a sudden, it's almost like full stop. We're going to turn it around and then we'll come back to what we started. And um, I think that's actually a little more of a nod to something, you know, some of the album-oriented rock of, of the 60s and 70s. Uh, particularly the 70s where they would do that kind of thematic change and then come back to it around like like a good story. Hmm. Okay. But uh, yeah, Three Sisters out of uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I found them uh, via an Alice Cooper. And he does a, a, a big uh, band search competition thing every year for the community and a lot of people participate. I believe they were runners-up last year in 2018 wow. to the competition. And so they were included in this year's Proof is in the Pudding CD, which is hard to find, but it, but it's out there. Oh, wow. Contemporary. Yes, even very contemporary. It, it sounds like it might not be, but it is. Oh, that's I like that. Now, speaking of contemporary, you pulled something from one of the most contemporary groups and very popular ones, and that's pentatonics, because you're just impressed by what they can do, which I am too. I think they're fabulous. Talk about vocal harmonies. Oh, my oh God. My um, I love them, love them, love them. Let's listen to their Winter Wonderland, Don't Worry, Be Happy, pentatonics. When the snows ain't a thrilling Blow your nose, get to chillin' Oh, a frolic and play the Eskimo way Walking in a winter wonderland hey. Isn't it a song I wrote? You might wanna sing it note for note Don't worry, be happy don't worry, be happy now. Okay, let's wax poetic about pentatonics. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, what can you say? Uh, their vocalizations, it's not just harmonies. Uh, the way they do percussions and strings and everything just with their voices is amazing. Uh, Bobby McFerrin, of course, did the same type of thing. While he's not featured on this particular song, um, Terry is, but uh, it just it seems like a natch that uh, we would have that kind of mashup in there. And I chose it because it's funny and we do need to kind of maybe don't worry and be a little more happy in this winter wonderland. Well, you through. are right. And if I may, um, I just want to play a little piece of one of their favorites that they do that I love, not on your collection, but this is That's Christmas to Me by Pentaton. I see the children play outside like angels in the snow Well, mom and daddy share a kiss under the mistletoe And we'll cherish all these simple things wherever we may be Oh, I, cause that's Christmas to me I've got this Christmas song in my heart I've got the Stockings by the Christmas tree. Oh, why? Cause that's Christmas to me. Oh, why? 
A couple of uh, Decembers ago, I heard them in concert do that, and they're around, uh, they're on tour this year doing the same kind of thing. There's no instruments there. That's just their voices. And it gives you the chills just <laughs> thinking about it, and if that doesn't put you in the Christmas mood, I tell you, you better check your pulse. Um, and that song <laughs> is on uh, their new Christmas album called The Best of Pentatonics, if people are wondering where it is, and also on one of their older ones as well, of all of their uh, Christmas songs. So, speaking of people whose names folks may know, you've got Sonny Bono. Now, Little Tootsie, I don't know, but Sonny Bono and Little Tootsie are doing a song uh, on your compilation, Seasonal Silliness. Let's take a listen. Daddy, 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 is Santa Claus really going to bring me a whole lot of toys and presents? Yes, it's Santa Claus, and he's coming down the chimney. No Santa Claus, no, he can't stay, so you better go to bed, girl. <laughs> well, people may know uh, Sonny Bono from, as being the other half of Cher when they were Sonny and Cher. Uh, I don't know who Little Tootsie is, though. <laughs> we don't, nobody knows, it seems. <laughs> oh, okay. but, uh, but And that's about as much of uh, uh, Sonny Bono if you're, as you're going to get on that on that record. Uh, the rest of it is Little Tootsie asking about Santa Claus huh. and being excited about Santa Claus. That's actually, believe it or not, from 1959. Wow. And he was working as an A&R guy at a record uh, label, and he recorded this, wrote it, and recorded it under the name Don Christie. I think actually the original, uh, it, it's actually Little Little Joey is hmm. what it's called. And then the flip side is the, kind of what they call the, the mad side with a crying baby and stuff. It was re-released uh, back in 1972 as the specialty label kind of shut down its 45 production. I think somebody said, you know what? We have this. We're going to capitalize on his <laughs> fame. And so they put it out as Sonny Bono and Little Tootsie. But nobody, I have done a lot of research. Nobody seems to know who Little Tootsie is. So this would mean that he, this was before he was with Cher. It then. was way before. This mm-hmm. is, like I said, this was uh, 1959 and re-released. It kind of made huh. made the charts uh, in 1972. That is so interesting. <laughs> I love Christmas it. Christmas charts. The Christmas charts, yes. We love it. It's always interesting to me because I think in most every collection that I've heard that you've done, there are songs with either that sound like little kids or little kids' voices. Is that yeah. just part of the deal? <laughs> uh, I think that is part of the deal. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, a little red top, which you mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. We have, there's some uh, child in that. Yeah. There's a lot of adults singing as children. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just... Uh, it's more cute and um, more comprehensible with adults doing it in child's voices, but it's that cute factor of Christmas and, you know, appealing to the, the little child in all of us, I suppose. I guess. Well, let's take a listen to something totally different. Pure Imagination by the Smoking, <laughs> the smoking Popes. popes. <laughs> all righty.
Okay, well, that's a ripoff of pure imagination. Totally. It's totally. <laughs> so um, if, if it sounds familiar, and I hopefully, and I hope it does, uh, it is Gene Wilder saying that as they first uh, walked into the factory of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. he sang this song. Uh, not exactly like this, but very similar. And um, I actually included this because I got this 45, the Smoking Popes do Pure Imagination on one side and Oh Holy Night on the other. My Favorite Things gets a lot of play this mm. time of year. Pure Imagination sounded more of a Christmas song to me than that does. Mm. And I thought, you know, for me, I liked it as a Christmas song. and It's not, but I thought I'd include it anyway. And who are the Smoking Popes, may I ask? Uh, they, <laughs> well, they're actually from uh, Chicago, Illinois. They've uh, formed in 91, kind of a pop. Uh, punk pop music influence, hmm. but um, and are they taking a crack at the Pope or what's what's the, what's the I'm, title? I'm I'm <laughs> not sure. I really I didn't research the name, <laughs> okay. but I'm just thinking that when a Pope is elected, there's a puff of smoke. <laughs> oh right, so right, I'm, right. Okay. I just kind of yeah. put it together like that. I think you're right. Well, <laughs> Mike Wilkins, we'll work on that. <laughs> Coming up, how about two different versions of a song entitled Ho, Ho, Ho? They could only be featured together on the 2019 collection of holiday music curated by WGBH engineer Mike Wilkins. And who wouldn't want to sip cocoa to one of Mike's other found tunes, Santa's Pissed Off? That and many more songs you never heard from his seasonal silliness. That's next. This is a special one hour under the radar with Callie Crossley. I'm Callie Crossley. Because you couldn't get more rock than that. Dragons no. in the Desert, School's yeah. Out for Christmas. They're another uh, group found by uh, Alex Cooper's Proof is in the Pudding. That is actually a riff on an Alice Cooper song, School's Out for Summer. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't help but I heard that and I was like, I dig that and I love it and I like the turn on it. And it was just, it does get your blood going. You know, it's rock and roll. There's no doubt. A little air guitar and air drums going there. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's got everything. I'm Callie Crossley. This is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. And we're in the middle of a special hour celebrating the quirky and oh-so-lit holiday song collection of WGBH engineer Mike Wilkins. This is my new favorite from his curated tunes called Seasonal Silliness. The song is titled Sugar and Booze, sung by former Saturday Night Live actress Anna Gasteyer. I love snowmen and turtle doves in twos. Holly, ivy, mistletoe can take away my blues. Chris Kringle and his reindeer friends, they endlessly amuse. But the best part of the holidays is sugar and booze. I love 
Okay, I love this. This is pretty new, and Anna Gustar will remember, uh, people may remember her from Saturday Night Live being a very funny lady. Yes. And I think this album's supposed to be funny, right? It, well, so it's a combination. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's actually quite humorous, but it's really um, a jazzy, throwback, nostalgic. The picture on the front is she described herself as your alcoholic aunt, uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's almost like a vintage square photograph. The whole thing, there's some throwback, but it's really jazzy, mm-hmm. and it sounds great, and she's got a big, great tight band behind her. And for those of you who do remember her from SNL, she also did the kind of NPR guests. She did a couple, <laughs> she sure did. Um, she did a couple <laughs> sketches, one of them which is very famous with Mr. All, uh, Baldwin, which we won't go into no, now. No, we but, won't. <laughs> but that, if that, we'll just place that in your head that that's who we're talking about. Um, this is a great song. She's hilarious, but I, you know, and I remember her singing on this show, but I didn't realize she could sing as well. And this has a very cabaret feel to me. Yeah, so. and that's what she said. She said they had a blast making it. They uh, recorded it in January and February of this year. So, yeah. All right. Well, there are always a couple of instrumental pieces that I find beautiful or interesting. One is Jingle Bells by Rita Moss. Um, this is number five. It's yeah. really very interesting. So let's take a listen. This is awesome. instrument or are there voices? What is she doing? What's happening there? (laughs) That is her playing the piano and her singing at the same time. She's singing accompaniment to the piano, almost perfect pitch, note for note. Wow. It is amazing. Um, She uh, sadly passed away a couple of years ago. She was really notable for her four octave range. Uh, She performed a lot of cabarets and nightclubs. She did do a couple recordings, but her performances, her live performances, unfortunately didn't translate to a lot of record deals or mm-hmm. uh, fame in that regard. But if you were able to catch her live, uh, she could play um, the piano, organ, drums. She s- did some of those simultaneously, like all the time in the club. She was quite an act to catch, apparently. And when I heard that version of Jingle Bells, I was like, wow. That is, that is it was great. It is a little crazy. You're just like... What is going on? <laughs> but I loved it. I, I love it. I think it's great. Actually, Mike, that's the, that is the only instrumental piece on your in your collection this year. I mm. I was thinking there were more, but there there aren't. But that one just is so outstanding. I mean, I just I think it'll serve the place for for any other piece that you might have on here. So let's move on to some other ones of. <laughs> that I think are just hilarious. You got a little theme going with the Ho, Ho, Ho titles. (laughs) (laughs) So number 26, Ho, Ho, Ho is by Peggy Little. Let's take a listen. Ho, 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 you're playing Santa Claus again. You're bearing gifts and wearing that silly grin. You think you've been smooth things over and I won't Peggy Little, 
Yeah, and talk about country and western. Yes, uh, love it. She's uh, well known. Some of you might actually say, "Why does that name sound familiar?" She was uh, was well known for her country version of "Son of a Preacher Man." Mm. She showed up on Hee Haw, the television program, several times. But I really uh, like that, and it's funny because she's like, "I'm done with you, Santa Claus." <laughs> you know, pack your bags. You're out of here. Go find that reindeer that left the lipstick smudge on your collar. It sounded a little 50s. Is, am I right on that? So, yeah, this was uh, actually 1970. Oh, oh And it wow. can only okay. be found on—it's a promo record. It was never uh, really released hmm. as a—I as a, don't know why, hmm. but it should have been. But it does have that twangy, uh, yeah. older country feel to it. All right, so there's another ho-ho-ho, believe it or not, title on your list by Sia. And people will know that name, but let's take a listen and we can talk about it on the other side. Well, that's a different choice. Yeah, and it's just, it's a fun track. In fact, I bought the CD, and on it I said I could pick almost any track off of that. It was just, her voice is great. Uh, the approach to all the music is fun. What I liked about this was um, it a little has a little of the uh, Anagastair yes. feel to it, of yeah. booze and uh, Land of Misfits. And uh, there's just some great sound effects in there, things breaking and slide whistles and boings, and it's just, it's... It's a little kind of kid-angled, and it's just fun. I liked it. And it seemed that it should go back-to-back with uh, with little uh, yes. Peggy Little. And Sia, I believe, is the artist who yes. wears the bangs in front of her that's face. That's correct, <laughs> uh, kind of protecting her privacy, though. That That's kind of gone away a little bit. Yeah, she, and, was, yeah. she was out somewhere shopping with that's no right. makeup on, and people yep. spotted her. Yep. Um, if you're just tuning in, I am here with uh, Mike Wilkins. I'm Callie Crossley, and this is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. And Mike is our WGBH engineer for the world who collects this fabulous holiday music every year. This is his 30th year. (laughs) And we're continuing our jam session with tunes from his annual collection. And this one he calls Seasonal Silliness. Well, uh, I am really excited and was really excited to see on your list Santa's Pissed Off by the Downfy. I mean, that's a sentiment that a lot of people are (laughs) sharing right now. So let's take a listen before you tell us all about it. Okay, well, that's a uh, different, <laughs> but not um, unrecognized sentiment. No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's by the Downfy, and um, you know, uh, it was the Downfy is a it was a, released as a single, 
And uh, unfortunately, the downfi hasn't. They kind of were here and were gone, and it's a it's a, a shame. They were kind of in the the mid two thousands here, uh, two, uh, the, the mid two thousand teens. I understand that they're still playing uh, as individual artists, but they're no longer around with us. But I felt that uh, it was a sentiment that we all had right now that uh, we need to straighten out. And on the compilation, I think the next song that follows it basically says what a great world this would be. What a great Christmas present it would be if we do what we say we do on Christmas. Mm, as, so as, I, there yeah. was kind of a little bit of a theme like, hey, even Santa's mad. Okay, <laughs> straighten up and fly right. All right. Well, following that is another favorite Kind of echoing the sentiment, Christmas is Annoying by Keb Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a listen. When I was a child, everything was magical. I believed in Santa Claus. It really was fantastical. We couldn't wait to open up the gifts around the tree. Mom and Dad were there with us, smiling joyfully. But now I'm all grown up and Christmas is really annoying. I remember yeah. That is a fabulous song. I wish this was a. I wish we videoed these because sometimes we're grooving to the song, sometimes we're just breaking up, and Callie is laughing over. I love this song because it's so true. It's really us, and it it's kind of poking fun at, at all the things that make it annoying, and that we've forgotten again what the reason of the season is. And Kev Mo is pretty well known. Oh, hmm. yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, four-time Grammy Award winner. Um, this is actually, you know, he's really kind of, this is a little bit of a departure because I think of when I think of the Delta Blues stuff that mm-hmm. he's he's really kind of known for. But um, this is not his first Christmas album, by the way. So he's done this mm. before. And um, it, the whole album is fantastic. Uh, there is some blues on here of course um, but you know Santa Claus blues and please come home for Christmas but and mm-hmm. some original stuff but it's a, it's a uh, it's a wonderful CD and he's a great artist well um, I have to say I wonder as you're going about your business during the year because this is an all year round thing you don't just start two months earlier looking for the songs that'll make up your your current collection. I purchased a record this morning. So of course, online. for next year. Um, do you have anything in mind, any specific song you've been looking for for years and you've never been able to find? Or do you just sort of go with the flow? So it's it's a little bit, there's, I couldn't pick one out now. I would have to look at my my list of, of things that I'd like to get. But um, what happens is it is go with the flow because it's it's rare, mm-hmm. but can I really afford that or do I really want to spend 50, 60? There are Christmas records out there that are 100, 100 plus wow. dollars and it's just because of the rarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... <laughs> Uh, there are limits to the addiction, and and so it's 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 kind of but but it's also waiting. You know, mm-hmm. you can find you can find gems among the and I love going to the record stores. I love going to secondhand stores, uh, flea markets, uh, uh, yard sales, and um, I'll give a tip to all of you vinyl junkies out there: if you go to a yard sale and you don't see records, 
ask. Say, hey, do you happen to have any records that you'd like to sell? And they're like, yeah, they're too heavy to bring up from the seller or you mean people still want those? That kind of stuff. And it's amazing what you can find. I know I've just ruined my chances of picking up something really <laughs> rare for cheap, but um, that's a nice little um, a nice little hint. Ah, uh, now people will forget it. Do you do you see yourself as an archivist of sorts? Um, I never gave it a th- a, th- a thought. Actually, uh, it wasn't until this year, getting ready for the show, actually, <laughs> and I was telling your producer, Franny, that I uh, actually organized all my 45s, uh, Christmas 45s, and alphabetized them. I had never done that in 30 years. I took all my CDs and alphabetized them, all my LPs. Um, There were only like three reel-to-reels, so they don't count. But – and it was – it's really amazing. I know there are other people out there that do this, and maybe we should all pool our resources and find, <laughs> find out who's got what. But I guess there is a bit of that too, and it's it's the sharing that really makes me happy. We do make an online version, of course, which you'll be able to find um, through your show mm-hmm. on, on, on WGBH.org. But uh, – it's the also the physical giving of the of the disc. I yes. love doing that. Yeah. Uh, there's something about that. But archivist, I guess. Archivist, yes. I suppose, if you say so. Okay. <laughs> um, let's listen to a few more of these fun ones that I like. Um, here's number 19, Christmas Was a Friend of Mine. Christmas, Christmas in the 60s was fine With candles, goodies, presents and wine on earth was real it seemed and love a word is yet not obscene oh no I was taken with that one because this is Faye Lofsky and I was wondering why is she whispering? That's, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> I was question. just curious. And this is another one of those songs that you mentioned earlier starts in one direction yeah. and then kind of goes into this instrumental bit from 1980 it's a re-release of a song she did in 1981 hmm. and um, it's it's pre- previously unreleased paired with a previously unreleased track called Turkey's Day okay you can skip that one <laughs> I'm just here to tell you but um, I don't know much more about her unfortunately to say that this is a re-release of something from 1981 okay and there's a video you can actually watch her on a television show doing this song really okay yeah. Well, you said earlier that there was another one by the Capitol Records. This yeah. is from the business development yeah. <laughs> office service staff, not not the human resources. No. This is wild to me. And, and some of you might recognize this. <laughs> this is called Another Santa in the Mall. We don't need no velvet red suits. We don't need no. Leave us kids alone. 
after all, you're just another Santa in the mall. I just think this is fascinating that the Capitol Records behind the scenes people who worked in business development and office services are making records. <laughs> it's amazing. Like I said, the studio musicians are on point and it sounds fantastic and it's just fun. Uh, I guess this is this is the the release that all the again, you must have creatives who have no other outlet, even in the business services department <laughs> who want to get it out. Uh, it's just a lot. I, I really enjoyed uh, putting I, I, adding that one to this year's. Book. I truly love it. It is really it's it just and the fact that these that these come from people who are not artists but work with artists is just fascinating. But as you pointed out, there are only three songs on the collection that were yeah, that where worth, people could really sing. <laughs> and I've only so, included two of them here this because year. they didn't weed out people who couldn't <laughs> sing. I guess that no, one. you got to give every if you tell them you're going to give them a chance, you got to give everybody a chance. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you hear now that you think might end up being a classic? I mean, I know that's hard to project, but there are so many new. I don't know if you've been paying attention because you've been buried in trying to do your own collection. There are a ton of new Christmas albums this year. Yeah. Um, by a lot of well-known artists like John Legend yes. and a few others. I think even Kel- Taylor Swift mm-hmm. has one, I believe. Kelly Clarkson might have yep. one. I mean, there's a lot of Christmas albums. The past and couple of years have seen a lot of contemporary pop artists. What do you think? Them. What do you think that's about? I think um, there's uh, first of all, I there's nothing that comes screaming into my mind that would be like, oh, by the way, Mariah Carey's uh, oh, absolutely, her song new is like double album, right? It, it, her her song is like number one on the BBC list of. Uh, favorite Christmas songs ever. Yes. Which is unbelievable. So since you brought it up, let's take a listen to, this is one of the versions of her very famous song that everybody knows, All I Want for Christmas, on her new album that she pulled together. I don't want a lot for Christmas There is just one thing I need Don't care about the presents Underneath the Christmas tree So with this double album of all of these Christmas songs that she did or holiday tunes, um, she has four versions of All I Want for Christmas. Well, you got to appeal to every crowd. I mean, there you go. That's on the dance floor. You want a the little hail uh, back to 1978 or disco era. There. That's right. But no, that's you've got to appeal to. And I think the artists understand that, first of all, Christmas comes around every year like clockwork. You can't uh, avoid it. And that if you can get that one song, um, whether it's a remake of an old familiar or something original that goes into rotation every mm-hmm. year, that's a royalty check. That's a, that's a huge and, one for and her. That's, and that's <laughs> – yeah, oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, and you, you just want to be able to – plus, I mean, uh, it, while it's a check – I'm sure it just feels good to know that your song's going to come around once or twice a year, you know. So that's, I, I think, but to, to your earlier question, I'm sure there's some stuff out there now that I've just not listened to and maybe kind of avoided because of the contemporary artists, and I shouldn't because mm. there's probably some real great original material out there. Well, here's one. It's the number one on the Billboard list. Just went to number one. This is the Jonas Brothers, Like It's Christmas. Here we go. 
They're still around? Oh my God, are you kidding? They're just. Make every day feel like it's Christmas. Never wanna stop feeling like the first thing on your wish list. Right up at the top. I can deny what I'm feeling inside. Nothing think about the way you give me the life. You make every day feel like it's Christmas. Every day that I'm with you. I predict that's going to be on another Mike Wilkins collection down the road. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is great. I love I love a source of new material. This is fantastic. Thank you. And uh, they're, this, their year, they're having a ball. Um, they've reunited as a group, as everybody knows, and they've their other album is doing well, and this is the Christmas album. Now that song is number one. So um, competing with Mariah Carey is all I want. Well... Um, there's so much more on this list of seasonal silliness, Mike Wilkins, and uh, I love it all because I am just amazed that you can find all this stuff all the way. I want to take a listen to That's the Way Christmas Is because I just love how it sounds. Would you like to know what Christmas is? Reindeer and presents and kittens, sleigh rides and earmuffs and jackets and mittens, turkey and stuffing and all of the fittings. That's what Christmas is. Stockings and candy and tinsel and holly, shopping and wrapping and ribbons and jolly, greetings and carols and church bells and golly. That's what Christmas is. I see I like to go out on an upbeat song, Mike. Yeah, I wish I could give you more information on this upbeat song, except to tell you that it's from 1966 uh, by a group called The Singers. This was on the Date um, label, which was a, a sub-label of Columbia Records. Um, I only have a promo copy of it. I don't know anything else about it, but it's a lot of fun. That's what I say. And a wonderful way to end Thank our you. annual get-together. <laughs> So I'll see you here next time. Yes, this year. please. Next Thank year, you. This it's time. been a joy. Okay. Mike Wilkins is an audio engineer for WGBH's The World Program by profession and by avocation, a collector of unusual or little-known holiday music. We're going to go out on Jingle Jangle by the Rockfield Chorale. Jingle Jangle, I can hear bells in the snow the children laughing whoa, whoa, whoa. That's it for this special one-hour edition of Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. Join us next Sunday at 6 p.m. for the stories you may have missed. In the meantime, you can find our show, links to stories we discussed today, and bonus content on the web at news.wgbh.org slash UTR. Listen to our show on the WGBH app and take UTR with you. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Please write to us at undertheradar at wgbh.org. Our intern is Melissa Rosales. Our engineer is Dave Goodman. Francisca Monahan is our producer. Under the Radar is a production of WGBH. In the-